0: advisor Matt Moniz, psychic medium Stephanie Burke, the gang is all here for another edition of Spooky South Coast. We talk about the paranormal each and every Saturday night, even when the Red Sox are on our station. So that is uh, where we're at right now. We are broadcasting live on Spooky TV on SpookySouthCoast.com on YouTube. Uh, We are not broadcasting on WBSM at the moment, but we hope to join the show in progress later on once the Red Sox are over. So that will be the plan. So if you're listening on the radio, you're not hearing us right now, so we can talk about you and you won't know what we're saying. But uh, we will try and get on the radio because we have a guest tonight that's joining us in just a few moments, Dean McMurray, the military medium. And Dean has agreed to do some readings for the audience a little bit later on, so we want to make sure that we get on the radio for that because otherwise, you know, the the chat room crowd, the internet crowd, they're not as prone to call in, but we know what's the record I think we said we took twenty seven calls for the last medium that we had on the air. Why didn't I? Come on.
1: I don't know. What there are you trying to do go. to
0: me? There you go. Um I want
1: to say Lynn Marie holds the the title for that.
0: Yeah, I think it was twenty seven yeah. phone calls. But that was because we had her on, you know, for the two hours and we had her doing readings for most of the two hours. But right. that's uh that's a record that I don't know if we need to try to break tonight or anytime soon. I don't know. I I I think that there's a lot of value in in having the readings over the phone for right. for the for the caller but not necessarily for all the listeners. I mean it's good to kind of see what the the psychic or the medium can do. Right. It's but fascinating. At, at the same time it's also kind of a personal thing for each caller. Right. So it doesn't always like play really well in the in the rebroadcast for people, but we like to offer that as something because mm-hmm. we want you to see what the guest can do, and we want you to know how the guest's gift works. But also at the same time, you know, we want to put out an entertaining program, so correct. We'll try and have a good balance of that as we go tonight with the show. Uh, but again, that'll be a little bit later on. We'll be joined by Dean McMurray, the military medium, and uh, I just want to put out a. Programming note for next week's show. Next week, we're going to be joined by Steve Ubaini, who wrote the book, Who Murdered Elvis. So we're going to be talking on, it'll be two days after the anniversary of Elvis's death. We will talk about who murdered Elvis. So that should be a, a fascinating discussion as well, because, I mean, I just assumed Elvis died on the toilet, like, you know, like the urban legend says. He had a heart attack. He was not a, he was not a healthy man at that point in his life. So I just assumed that he Killed over and, and died from health issues of some kind. His uh, crime I don't know if you want to call it a crime scene, but the photo of him did make the circulation around. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens when we talk with Steve Ubeni next week about that. We will uh, also talk a little bit tonight. Well, why don't we just uh, discuss it now? Because, listen, I feel like I feel like it's already Halloween season.
1: I feel like that August first every single year, and I itch to put out decorations.
0: So there's, there's people are saying I haven't been in a supermarket, but they're saying the the Halloween candy's already out in the stores. It's
1: true, and it's super cute this year.
0: The Halloween decorations are already out in, in the WalMarts and the Targets and all those places. Um, I haven't been in one of those stores either, so, but, so maybe this year things are kind of starting a little bit earlier than than people expect. So if if they're going to start doing that in retail. Why can't we do that from a a paranormal sense? So as far as I'm concerned, we're in the Halloween season now. And it'll be now until uh, next August, as far as I'm concerned. Right. At least least until uh, mid-November. I think Thanksgiving is where you have to kind of cut off the... Halloween season, but uh, we've we've got lots of stuff going on, and if you go to SpookySouthCoast.com and you sign up to get alerts from the website, you'll get alerts when we have new stuff that's going on, uh, but we do have, I know, Stephanie, you're going to be in the um, New York area again. You're going to be returning to that event this year, right?
1: In October, yes, so I will be back in Sleepy Hollow for the Festival of Witches.
0: No, uh, that's way better than the festival that I'm going to in October. What's that? The festival of bitches. Oh! I just wanted to say that because we're on YouTube.
1: Because we can. So I know I can get yes, away with it. Yes, yes, yes. But while we're here, I'll be in. Uh, it's a dog
0: grooming. I'm going uh, to Gettysburg for the first a dog time next breeding weekend. Festival. you will enjoy it.
1: So I can't wait to go to Gettysburg, but I'll be there to support the Wounded Warrior Project of Pennsylvania.
0: And, and then, uh, for people that want to yeah. make the trip down there, it's mm-hmm. it's you know a, a star-studded lineup so it's it's
1: gonna it's a big lineup for sure and uh it's called the gettysburg battlefield bash and i believe it's only a ten dollar donation to get in so come on out for a good cause
0: and uh, of course uh, we have the plymouth paracon coming up in september mm-hmm. and people can get their tickets to that as well uh, i did book a bunch of libraries
1: you did that's I've, right uh,
0: I, you know i always uh like to get out there and, and talk to the people and The problem is last year I couldn't really do that because I was working in the newsroom, so I didn't have nights off, so I couldn't really get out and do some of these library events. I I did a couple of things that were requested of me uh, before that I had taken the news job, you know, like a year before, and I just kind of planned them on one day and took a day off, but now that I have the news job, the day job, I can have my nights free. So just to give you a quick rundown of what I have booked already... Uh, on Tuesday, October 16th, I'll be at the Wareham Free Library. Thursday, October 18th, the Brooks Free Library in Harwich on the Cape. Thursday, October 25th, making the drive again to the Provincetown Public Library. I better see Adam and Ben Berry there this mm-hmm. year. Uh, and then Monday, October 29th, the Lakeville Public Library. But I, I'm in discussions with a bunch of other libraries to find dates that work and a couple of other organizations. Uh, but we are doing something on Thursday, October 11th. I'll be uh, speaking for the Mattapoisett Historical Society. This is going to be a little bit different this is going to be instead of being like a library lecture where you come in and it's free admission and all that stuff there's going to be a ten dollar admission fee Uh, i will be giving a presentation but then after that we're going to have like a little mini investigation of their 1821 meeting house so that's cool yeah it's just ten dollars to get in and uh and they've never you know they don't really have any reports of paranormal activity Mm -hmm. there but we're going to try and see what we can find uh so again that's Thursday, October 11th, just 10 bucks to come in, and it helps to support the Manapoiset Historical Society. So
1: That should be awesome.
0: I've seen that building so many times, driving by, and I've said, wow, that looks like a place that might have some some history. So this will be our chance to find out.
1: Anybody that has not listened to you lecture, you are awesome. Well, thank you. And I don't say that just because I have to sit across from you.
0: Now the pressure is on. I can't disappoint now. And And what's great about these is I'm doing different lectures at each one. So if you wanted to go and see all of these, Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to see something different different. each time. Uh, There is going to be...
1: Are you doing my favorite one? Which one? The spiritualism one.
0: Nobody has uh, actually asked for that one yet. Um, I know that in Wareham I'm doing uh, just a night of different paranormal topics because I give them a list of things that I can talk about and then they say... Well, you know, I'd like to do this one, I'd like to do this one, but then I always offer to do one custom tailored mm-hmm. for their town, and usually that's where people pick. Uh, Wareham was interested in a combination of Lizzie Borden stuff, mm-hmm. and well, they couldn't decide between Lizzie Borden stuff and haunted objects, so I said, tell you what, we'll call it a night of paranormal discussion, and I'll talk about both things. So that'll be at the Wareham Library. Uh, Brooks Free Library in Harwich, I believe I'm doing a haunted Kate Cod stories. Mm-hmm. and uh, goes to the south coast kind of combined uh Provincetown Public Library I'll be talking about haunted Provincetown, and in the Lakeville Public Library I'll be talking exclusively about haunted objects so in Rochester uh, I'm sorry uh, Mattapoisett, for the Mattapoisett Historical Society that's going to be like a paranormal one on one on 101 mm-hmm. and one on one mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want to work individually with me we can do that too but so that will be kind of, for for those of you who are first-timers and have never done this and want to, you know, you're kind of a little bit worried about spending the money to go out to a, a, a big paranormal event, and you just want to kind of get your feet wet and see what it's all about, that's the one where it's only $10 to get in. You'll get to use some of the equipment, check it out, and uh, then you can kind of go from there. And uh, we did uh, we did announce a new event this week for the fall season as well. You know that we have the exoneration at the Parson and Barnard House in North Andover, That's October 13th. You know, on October 20th, we have an eerie night at Edaville. But on Saturday, November 16th, we'll be having Wicked Worcester at the Bull Mansion, which is a place that has never been investigated before. So I think it's from 1876. Uh, It was uh, the Wesson family of Smith & Wesson fame had the uh, house commissioned, had the building of a commissioned. It was designed by one of the co-designers of Central Park in New York City. It's what they call a gothic stick style. And so this mansion was given to the daughter of of the Wesson family upon her marriage, and it later became a Grand Army of the Republic Hall. And so now they have memorials to all the fallen soldiers in there as well. So there's lots of potential for activity, but they've never actually had any investigation happen. And they they haven't really had a lot of... They've been running it as a bistro for a couple years now, so they're still pretty new to the area.
1: Well, I can't wait to get in there and see what it's all about.
0: It should be fun, and it's uh, it's for sale right now at spooky dot com. And also, one more thing we want to let people know about the special deal going on for the Wicked Waters cruise. Yes, you it's can, a super
1: special deal. You so. can put
0: less money down than ever before. Right.
1: I mean, who who in the world has heard of a twenty five dollar deposit to go on a cruise? And this is amazing. So right now, um, I believe. In, for the next couple of days right we have uh, three more days left for this
0: to get $25 $25, $25 down you can reserve your spot uh, you have to use one of our codes you can use the code Burke for stephanie you can use the code tim for me you can use the code porter for porter right that's porter's code i think so so uh, but it's I'm all I'm like,
1: concerned about my code really
0: if, if you, well, <laughs> i think we need to we need to have a code off here and see
1: code off what we'll do is uh,
0: we should, like yeah i was trying to think of like what we could do as a reward for people who
1: Are you trying to make this a competition?
0: I am. Because because a little competition is a good thing. So carry
1: on, my friend. Carry on.
0: I'll tell you what. If I win, if I have the most uh, people use my code, Mm -hmm. which my code is Tim, if the most people use my code, everybody that used my code will get to vote for what I drink the first night on the cruise.
1: That's not that fun.
0: It is if you see me when I've been drinking.
1: Well, I have seen you when you've been drinking, and it is hilarious. However, I think I'm going to win.
0: The only thing I won't have is cottage cheese, and I can't think of any Ooh. drinks that involve cottage cheese. But Ooh. anything else, I will put into my body.
1: I uh, I'm currently winning right now, so.
0: Well, what about the woolly buffalo? You Step know what it that up. Is? No, what's that? Um, it, you know, you're going to get right up on that, Mike Monies. It's it's yeah. it's not that great. You know the
2: um that rubber strip that they put on the bar that they mix all the drinks in? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's
0: great That's poured into no, no, a no. shot glass. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-uh. I used well, to listen, work the work. fine folks of Norwegian Cruise Lines...
1: Will not allow that.
0: They keep everything spotless. Right. So I don't think I have to worry about that. But So
1: if you get wild and you want to cruise with us it's next may 10th to the 17th and we are cruising from boston to bermuda on the wicked waters cruise and we are ghost hunting over a shipwreck in the middle of the bermuda triangle
0: nice nice. so you know what would be terrible is if ty decided to join the cruise and you and push everybody to use my code and made like Thai Tuesday drinks that I would have to drink. That's that would terrifying. not be a good idea. That
1: is so terrifying. And before you stop announcing things, um, I will not be here for the next two weeks, obviously, because of Gettysburg, but I will be at Michigan Paracon the week after. So if you are in the Michigan area or if you are close by, come visit me because that's a huge lineup and tons of amazing people. So come on by and say hi.
0: That's the one that uh, I've been trying to get into for years. And they just don't want me. So while you're doing that, I'll be here doing the show.
1: Okay. I can call you.
0: That's, no. No? No, don't call us. Why? Because you'll be busy.
1: I might not be busy.
0: Well, if you're not busy with all of those people that'll be out there, well, I'll, I'll be worried party, about you. really, but. Yeah, no, these, from what I've heard, these parties you can't miss. <laughs> mm,
1: okay. So even
0: if, even if you don't party yourself, you have to go just for the stories. Okay. Then you can call me afterwards. All
1: right, I will do that. With the you. stuff that you
0: can't tell on the air. You got it. But uh, yeah, no, don't worry about us. I tell Monies the same thing all the time when you're out there, don't worry about us do what you got to do go out and have fun don't worry we'll be fine we'll be here at least next week talking about the death of elvis which you're going to miss on miss that i know one, but i know i don't know how much of an elvis fan you are but
1: i'm not but that stuff fascinates me no matter what
0: what i'm upset about is dustin won't be able to call in right because dustin's a huge elvis well fan.
1: i will be with dustin in gettysburg
0: i would have expected he would call in during that show but so. i figured with the timing you know we we kind of had to Sync it up to the anniversary well, of I can tell him about it, and he death met. or slash murder.
1: I think we're done at like 10 o'clock at night at that event, so we'll be up.
0: Well, if he wants to call in, he's more than welcome. I'll let him know. And uh, if you want to call in during the course of the show, 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420, is the number. Uh, Again, we're going to be joined tonight by our guest, Dean McMurray. He is the military medium. You can check out his website, DeanMcMurray.com, if you want to find out more about him. And maybe when you hear him on the show, you want to book a reading with him or see where he's going to be around the country. You can do that at DeanMcMurray.com. I also wanted to mention this week, too, that uh, I had to go through as as part of my job with uh, the day job that I do here at the radio station. Is uh, basically for those who don't know, I'm kind of in charge of the websites and the social media for our two stations. And as part of that, they're going through and they're taking out a lot of the old images that we have in our in our library. That because you know back in the early days of putting this stuff up, it was kind of the wild west. People were just grabbing images from anywhere, putting them up there without permission. Mm-hmm. And so the company is you know trying to streamline everything to only approved images and all that stuff. So I had to do what was called a historical review of all the stories that have been popular over the years that keep popping up. And there were a number of spooky South Coast paranormal related stories mm-hmm. that were popping up as being significant drivers of traffic even to this day. Stuff that I'd written in 2012 wow. that's still getting attention today. So because those are doing well and and thankfully, you know, I used approved images because Mm -hmm. i was kind of ahead of the curve on that because we've had some of our own images image issues with spookysouthcoast.com but because of that i was able to keep those stories up there but it it got me thinking that there's probably a lot of stuff that i can write for the sites now that i don't have to cover news all the time Mm -hmm. about paranormal stuff and i know all the kinds of stuff in this area that i can write about and i will be putting out stuff about the south coast but if you even have stories on a national level that you think need to be told, if you want to email me, tim at and let me know, we can put something together and I can, I can get it up there so we can get those stories out because I realize that there's not a lot of paranormal content out there on some of our other station sites. There's and that. they always do really well. So mm-hmm. if you have any play, you know, if there's anything that you think is kind of an under, underutilized uh paranormal location or an under what's the word i'm looking for a lesser known place then uh, let me know about it and and we'll see if we can't feature it because as we get into the halloween season well now that we're in it we're declaring ourselves in it people want to go out and explore these places people want to learn about these but even if they're just never going to go if they're never going to get off their couch they still want to read about them at this time of year so we can kind of help feature them and maybe get them some more attention so, spooky dot com is the way to send all that stuff to me. All right, do, should we uh, should we get going with our guest tonight? I think uh, I think he's around and uh, and ready. Thank you for joining us tonight. And um, rather than give everybody uh, you know read everybody a, a bio of you, uh, why don't you just tell us a, a little bit about yourself and uh, and a little bit about sure. your story?
3: Sure. Well, first off, thanks for having me on. I really do appreciate it. It's an honor being on with you guys. Um, you know, uh, I always share with folks, uh, I really consider myself just a small town kid, grew up in northern Minnesota, right on the Canadian border. And then like a lot of, uh, you know, people from that area went off to serve in the military, subsequently served 14 and a half years, uh, with the, uh, with the regular army. Um and then uh, went on to serve another 10 years active duty with the Army National Guard uh in the state of uh, North Dakota and um you know it it's a lot of people ask me saying well you know did you know when you were in the military you know as far as your psychic abilities or that you were a medium how did this all kick off and and you know it's interesting because when i was in the military I wasn't open to psychics. I wasn't open to the paranormal realm. I wasn't open to any of that. And, you know, I joke around and I always say the craziest conversation I would have was with my wife about what, uh, you know, what type of, uh, aroma therapy she's going to use, you know, what type of incense or whatever. And, um, but it wasn't until my last deployment, which was about eight years ago, um, that uh, when I got back from deployment, um, a lot of what I call paranormal activity started happening in my home. And to define the, the activity that was going on was uh, clocks and pictures started flying off the wall. And, you know, quite honestly, it was like, what the F is going on, right? And it's like, what the heck? And for a guy that was... You know, you think of coming from the typical alpha male world of, of not believing in this stuff and, and then all of a sudden you're, you're right in the thick of it. Um, quite honestly scared the heck out of me. I'm, you know, I'd be more comfortable, uh, you know, facing down like an enemy insurgent because it was something that I understood or recognized. And my wife had confided in me when I was overseas that she had been, um, consulting a local psychic um in our area and I was jokingly referring to her as the voodoo chick <laughs> and um and so he said of course the first words out of my mouth were was uh, you, you need to get a hold of your voodoo chick friend and get her over here because some there's weird stuff going on and of course she comes over and tells me that my grandfather's there my grandfather was a world war 1 veteran and I'm kind of looking at her sideways thinking and I was and, you know, clearly I was not in a space of, you know, to receive that message. I wasn't, you know, and uh, I was just kind of thinking, you know, when do you leave? And uh, and I was trying to stay nice about it, you know, the Minnesota, North Dakota nice type deal. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's, it's like, uh, so she ended up leaving and I was like, wow, she's smoking her own sage, you know. That's what I was thinking in my head. And uh, fast forward a couple weeks, and things weren't getting quieter. They were only getting, you know, louder. And uh, so I was washing bottles for my then-newborn son around midnight, and uh, all of a sudden I had a, a knowing that washed over me, that clear cognizance, that clear knowing that washed over me that my grandmother was with me. And I was really struggling with how the heck do I know this is my grandma? And, you know, I was battling this in my head, you know, going back and forth between my my heart and my head going, you know, I don't know, but it's, you know, I knew for a fact that it was her and I was thinking I was going crazy and, you know, and then, so I was like, well, the heck with it. I'm just going to go to bed and I'm laying in bed talking to her one way, you know, it's kind of, I think it's a normal thing uh when we have loved ones that are crossed over and all of a sudden you have a you know, you sense their presence and saying all of a sudden, what, what would you say to somebody that passed decades ago, right? And, uh, but as I talked to her one way, saying that I loved her and missed her, um, my ego kind of kicked up and said, you know what, Dean, you're just making this up. Um, you know, you must be tired, whatever. Uh, if she was really here, she could prove it. And so as soon as those, thoughts lift my or left my head, um, the room turned absolutely ice cold. And I I was like, holy crap. I was like, she's got my attention. And um so of course then my logic kind of comes back and goes, Ah, that's just the off peak power. (laughs) The wife has the window open somewhere, you know, so I'm trying to debunk what I'm experiencing and and quite honestly, because I knew at my core that if I couldn't put something logical to it, it would probably scare the crap out of me. And um, so, you know, I, I continued talking to her one way. I wasn't receiving anything other than these sensations. And all of a sudden, my, my ego popped up and uh, once again and said, you know what, Dean, you're tired, you're scared. This is just all bull, you know, BS. It's just all bull. It's all in your head. Um, you know, if she was really there, why don't you just touch me? Well, let's just get it out in the open. Why don't you just touch me and then it'll be done. And so once again, as soon as those thoughts left my head, uh, I kind of describe it as a gentle yet firm pressure from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet that pushed me into the mattress and it wasn't something that was malicious it wasn't something that was mean but it would where my body be quite literally became heavier than lead and where i could feel the mattress sink underneath of me i could hear the springs compress i could you know so i had all these you know uh experiences if you will the the audio and the and the physical and uh I was like, quite honestly, I was like, holy crap, what seal to hell did I break? Who did I make mad? And I was like, "How?" and most importantly, I was like, how do I stop it? And so, you know, was I, I always call it the six-year-old little uh, boy within me kind of came out and was like, all right, Grandma, love you, see you soon. And as soon as I said that, I was kind of like, you know, leave, you need to leave now, Um it was like nothing ever happened. The weight came off. The, the room tur- returned to normal temperature. But I was sitting straight up in bed covered in a light sweat, going completely out of breath, going, oh, my God, what just happened? And I was trying to put, you know, words to what was just happening. And, you know, my wife, who never is a deep sleeper, and, you know, we just had a newborn child, um, she was sleeping like she had never slept before. And I'm waking her up going, there is somebody here in the house. And she's thinking a robber or, you know, and I was like, no, no, there's a spirit here. And she's looking at me like, how do you know that? And I was like, right, I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, I said, you need to get a hold of the babudu chick and <laughs> never come back to the house. And, um, Basically, long story short, is that moment in time was what I call my awakening and really catapulted me forward into, you know, and it presented a lot of different opportunities. Not that they weren't there prior, but it really awakened me to the possibility of something more than myself. And every time that I would experience something because I went on to obviously I went on to take classes and, and really explore and understand what was going on. And um, every time that I would be very quick to dismiss something or get back into that skeptical um, mind, um, it was like my grandmother was remind you know was was over there gently reminding me going, Dean, do you remember?" That event a while back and it was always, oh yeah, I can't forget that and saying, well, can you explain it and be like, well, I can find words to explain it, but I really can't explain it, you know, at a deeper level. And she goes, well, how about you just try to stay open? It was never you need to believe. It was how about you try to stay open? And... You know, every time that I have used that, um, premise going forward, um, I was able to, uh, experience some wonderful, beautiful things. And it was really more about moving from my head, uh, that, you know, the, the ego into that heart space and really about feeling things and, and really experiencing things at a deeper level. And then shortly afterwards, all of a sudden, it seemed like a, a, a switch was flipped and where I started receiving messages. And I was like, this is just absolutely nuts. What's going on? And, uh, you know, quite honestly, where uh, I went on to take some development classes and understand what being a medium meant for me, not anybody else, but really on a personal journey of mediumship for myself because I was like, am I going to be, you know... You know, do I see myself? At the time, I did not see myself given readings. Absolutely not, you know, because my plans were to retire from the military and work for the local VA. I did not have plans to work as a medium. And, uh, you know, w- what's the old saying? When uh, man plans, God laughs. Right, yeah. And, right? And, uh, I, you know, quite honestly... I had several folks that gave me readings in the course of my development prior to my retirement, and uh, they had told me, you yeah, know, you're going to be doing something completely different than what you believe that you will, and uh, how right they were, because, you know, I think May uh, may marked the fifth year that I've been retired after a total of 24 years, and not that I feel that that makes me special I don't I don't feel that serving that many years in the military makes me special because so many uh, talented men and women uh, fellow of uh, uh, veterans and you know folks that are currently serving um, you know do that day in and day out so I, I certainly don't consider myself special in that sense but I, I find it you know, I always struggle with that saying, why now? Why in my forties? Why didn't it show up when I was, I don't know, four years old or six years old? And you know, a lot of people ask saying, you know, well, if you didn't know back when you were young, was there something very traumatic that happened to you while you were overseas? And you know, kind of looking back into my, military tours or whatever you know i did time in in afghanistan but there was no awakening after afghanistan uh there was a cool story maybe later on i'll i'll I'll, uh, share that but uh as far as listening to my intuition or whatever it was but uh you know kind of trying to get my butt out of uh, a little bit of uh you know uh trouble if you will trying to keep us uh safe but you know, it's interesting that um, it, it was it expanded at such a a late stage, and the biggest thing that I understand with that is. Whatever it was, needed me to step into my abilities at this point in time, sure. and saying, "Okay, you know, um, here I am." And so, like I said, I've been uh, doing this for about eight years now total it was by eight years and uh been five years that i've been retired i've been doing this full-time since so um it's uh you know of course it's very humbling work and it's an honor to be able to do that each and every day and of course not only connecting with um you know uh The, the regular, what I would call back in my military days, the civilian population, but also I feel really humbled and honored to be able to work with, uh, fellow veterans and, uh, soldiers currently serving and, and other folks to be able to actually give back to them, um, and to, to work with them as well to, uh, whether it's to work on traumas or to, uh, you know, connect to, You know, doing the doing the mediumship thing as far as working, you know, connecting lost loved ones, or you know, even friends that have been lost in combat or or whatever. Or even, unfortunately, we're dealing with so much uh, depression and trauma that uh, a lot of veterans are taking their lives as well. So there's a lot of um, a lot of folks uh, dealing with that as well. So.
0: Well, what was the reaction when, uh, some of your military brethren found out that you had, I mean, how did you come out, right. it, 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 <laughs> even publicly, even before right. it was folks that you, you might have served with, how did you first put it out into the public sphere that you had these abilities?
3: Yeah. Well, you know, that's a great question because quite honestly, when I was doing that, you know, it was, I was kind of living a double life, right? So, um, you know, I was a supervisor on my last, uh, you know, term of service. So my last tour and, uh, I was kind of telling the guys around the water cooler type talk and, uh, and, you know, it was like, cause it, during the week, you know, there's only about three or four of us in the office. And then, you know, uh, then you'd have on the weekends or, you know, uh, two weeks out of the year or whatever you have everybody else. And quite honestly, I was pretty guarded, uh, Tim, as far as, is who I would tell because, you know, before I got closer to retirement, I really wanted to, I wasn't sure how it would be taken. I didn't want to be labeled as that guy, you know? And I was really worried what people thought of me or what um, what my commanders or my supervisors would would think. And then, of course, then I kind of got, I call it the old grumpy guy syndrome as I got closer to retirement. I was like, what are they going to do? Bend my dog tags, make me retire. So I kind of got a little bit more, you know, uh, you know, I guess braver would be a great word. But, um, you know, I was like, really, I need to be honest about it. And a lot of people continued asking me, you know, what are you going to do when you retire? And I was really vague. You know, it was funny because thinking back on it, I would give really vague questions. Well, I think I'm gonna go into the energy sector. Um so here they're thinking I'm gonna be electrician. <laughs> and I was like and I was laughing because I was like, how big can you be about dealing with energy or entities or you know uh, different things? And I was like, and then finally uh somebody had asked me um uh what I was going to be doing. And finally, I just came out with it. And I, um, and it was really interesting because the concept that I had in my mind, um, that, you know, here, this is, you know, thinking of a very guarded or very, uh, stiff military, you know, regiment or something. Um, when I came out about it saying, quite honestly, I'm going to be working as a medium and, and, uh, there was a lot of acceptance and there was a lot of people very interested in that and you know and the thing that I've come to realize is it doesn't matter the profession that either you work in or somebody else works in because people are people and you know regardless of whether they work in the military government doesn't matter police, fire, uh, plumber doesn't matter Um, you know somebody might be interested in it and there's the other people that will uh will say, well, I'll pray for you, and then they'll walk away very quickly, um, and that's okay, too, because, you know, at no time did I ever say that, you know, try to make somebody believe in, in, in what I was doing and, and understand, saying, I get it. I get it because I've been there. And um, so, yeah, so it was kind of a, a touchy subject because, quite honestly, in the beginning, It was Dean the Soldier by Day and quite honestly, it was Dean the Medium by Night because as I, after I took, I took a four week mediumship course to really understand, you know, mediumship and some of the fundamentals. And, um, my mentor and trainer at the time suggested that I take a full year to really just give readings for free and, you know, not worry about charging or anything and I was like well that sounds about right because I don't know what I'm doing and so I really played with it and really you know honed it over a a, you know a year and and change and and uh, you know and so quite honestly it, it got to the point where you know you start with friends and family and then it goes from there to word of mouth but then people started calling me and didn't know who it was and So you're juggling, juggling the military schedule, the family schedule. And then quite honestly, I was like, well, I think I need to go down and get an appointment calendar or something because now people actually want to schedule. And so I'm going to have to, you know, see how this puzzle works out. But so yeah, it was, it was very interesting in the early stages. Um, but it uh, it it really feels. Looking hindsight, it really feels like those uh, early years. Really feels like it was drinking from the fire hydrant, uh, so to speak. Really fast paced.
0: Well, but- I mean, obviously, as you're you know you're getting going with this and and happening so late in life. And, and my co-host uh, Stephanie Burke here is a psychic medium herself. So beautiful. She might be able to offer some insight into this, but I'm assuming that if it happened that late at life, maybe it's happening at that accelerated pace, kind of catching up with kind of all that you had missed out, you know, kind of getting you up to where whatever this ability felt you needed to be at this stage in your life.
3: Right. Well, and that could be very, that could be, um, you know, and it's, and it's very interesting because everybody, you know, that I talked to after that, you know, everybody has a unique, I call them awakening stories. So when they, you know, whether they were aware when they were very young or whether it happened later in life or whatever, everybody has a unique story to it. And I always find it fascinating because everybody's different and, you know, and it's unique to them. And the thing is, is that, you know, for some, it, it, it is. It's like it's almost, uh, where they, you know, where the universe needs them to, get up to speed a little bit quicker saying hey you weren't aware like for the last uh, 30 years so here, here's the deal here's a fire hydrant and you're just going to drink from it for about a year and then you know you you'll be eh, you'll be all right and it's like really can't you <laughs> so it's always interesting how that um for different folks how it shows up but um it's always interesting to me but fascinating but
1: I think everybody's story is fascinating and having this since I was born obviously it's it's much different from how you came into yours but um, I've taught people for years and being able to teach you know hundreds of people for as long as I have everybody's story is always different and always very unique but more likely the reason why you felt like you're um, drinking from a fire hydrant, I can tell you there's still days that I still feel like that. Um, every spirit is different. Everybody that you come across is different. And the way that they talk and the way that they communicate is so fast and sometimes so overwhelming that it does feel that way because at the end of the day, you're still a normal human. You might have strange powers, which are cool, but um, we're all normal and we still think logically and analytically and we still move at our own pace. So to jump into that mindset Everything flows so fast and people don't realize it. And it's always the most awkward thing, I think, for me when standing in front of a room of hundreds of people doing a gallery reading. They stare at you. (laughs) and It's the worst feeling in the world. So I always try to warn people ahead of time, like, hey, you can stare at me all you want, but I might take a second because I'm trying to make sure the information I get to you is completely accurate, but at the same time, they're talking so fast, and the information is coming so fast, I'm trying to mm-hmm. relay it as fast as possible. However, I can't go that fast, so just mm-hmm. give me a second. So, I'm sure you understand what I'm talking about, but yeah. Tim, to kind of answer your question, that's that's my outlook, is all of us have to deal with basically being a translator, and it's ten times harder than just translating a different, you know, normal language. It's it's a whole other language on a whole other level, and then sped up on top of that.
3: Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, that's a great point too, Stephanie, is um, you talk about the language piece, is, you know, and they're they're vibrating at such a high rate. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that, you know, I tell my students, one of the, the interesting that you brought it up is talking about where they get so frustrated. Everybody yes. wants to go from zero, zero to, to 100, yep. <laughs> right, and saying there is no pill. you got to do right. the work. And saying, but one of the things that I always say is, Here's the deal. If I threw you a book and it was all in Braille and say, read me Chapter 2, mm-hmm. and and saying, could you do it? And saying, well, probably 99% of folks can't. And saying, but if you took the time to learn Braille, could you? Absolutely. And that's the same thing. You're learning a new language, so give yourself some grace. Um, but sometimes it can feel overwhelming, absolutely, because it's like, oh my God, it's so much all at once and it's going so fast. It's like building your house right on an interstate and have to leave the garage going whatever, 65 or whatever. And it's like, whoa, you know, it's like, you know, at first it can feel really overwhelming and exhausting. and But then as you find your pace and, but yeah, I, I completely agree with you in the, the language piece and then, also in the galleries as well, I can completely concur with you as far as it can feel a little awkward because I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's like you're standing up there and it's like Bueller, Bueller you know, yes. it's like, yes. um, <laughs> so you try to preface that with saying, you're going to have to give me a minute. So if I look like, you know, I'm just standing up here, I'm, I'm trying to listen. <laughs> so. Right. And it's, it's yeah.
1: always awkward.
2: So
3: it, it is. It kind of feels that way. And I, I'm sure it feels different than probably what it looks it's probably our perception oh absolutely
1: i think so too because people tell me all the time oh you're fine it's fine Fine. don't worry about it
3: it's like really (laughs) right i love that i love it so beautiful. beautiful
0: I think we have a call on the line. We may have some issue uh, with bringing on the caller and having the guest on Skype. So, uh, you know, if we need to uh, kind of translate in the middle, we will. So let's go. And again, I just want to point out that if anybody has a question for our guest, Dean McMurray, the military medium, you can call in at 508 996 0500. However, we're not going to be doing any readings right now. We'll save that for later on in the show if Dean's comfortable with that. Otherwise, for right now, we're just kind of getting to know him and and know his story and and finding out. Uh, the answers to any questions that you may have about his gifts and about how they've affected his life. So, keep that in mind if you call in. Good evening, you are on Spooky South Coast with Dean McMurray. How are you?
2: All right. how are you doing tonight, Tim?
0: We are spooktacular.
2: Of course. I have a question for your guest. Um, First of all, um, what is the basic kind of religious or philosophical background that you have as you have developed your sense of, you know, based on your experiences and your mediumship and so on, mm-hmm. what is the
3: religious or philosophical viewpoint that you have developed? That's the sure. One. That's a great question. You know, one of the things I'll just share with you is, um, I was raised, uh, uh, you know, growing up in, in, in northern Minnesota. I attended a, a Protestant church growing up. My, my mom was very, uh, Big on hey, go to church every Sunday. Uh, you know, like uh, most uh, traditional Christians, if you will, you know, Easter, Christmas, all the big holidays, and then every Sunday go to Sunday school, all that great stuff. Um, but I never felt that I not nothing against uh, the organized religion or anything or or Protestants or, or any other uh, organization. But I never really felt like I fit in, and that was one of my inklings that I kind of look back at. But as I developed in my spiritual self, I've really kind of looked at other religions and saying, you know, is there, or other teachings, and you know, whether it's Taoism or Buddhism, and there's aspects of each, but you know, the biggest thing that I really kind of go back to is the premise of uh, love. And it's kind of, I know it sounds really simple, but... Is it kind of coming more from the heart space? Is it more forgiveness? And I understand that. You know, you got to understand, for 14 and a half years, um, my job in the, the Army was in the infantry. That's what I did. Um, I was a paratrooper for about six of those years. So that, you know, my training, my mindset, everything in the early years um, was completely far and away from, what, uh, you know, what I had stepped into later down the road, um, but it really gave me a diverse um, contrast, and to look at saying, you know, can you still be a warrior, can you still be a somebody that is um, in that sense of loving and pro- forgiving, or in a sense of holding space for others, but yet still be that Strong warrior type, if you will. And, you know, that is the sense, I guess, if to answer your question, it really doesn't, I really don't connect with anything, um, specifically. Actually, uh, uh my wife and I actually joined a, a Lutheran church uh, before my, uh, development or my spiritual development kicked off. Um, we uh, got mm-hmm. married in a Baptist church. So it's kind of all we didn't really identify with one specific religion or you know dogma or mentality, but it's it's kind of just kind of going with that heart centered piece. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. um have you ever even
2: um thinking about something that uh, Tim did recently, have you heard of a place called Lilydale?
3: I have.
2: Have you visited them, or have I, you been have have interested in visiting that place?
3: Well, maybe at, at some point in time, but um, I, I think that would be really neat to do that. Um, but I have not. I have not personally been to Lilydale. I've heard of it.
2: Okay. Uh, now, changing the subject slightly, in the course of your work, have you encountered anything that sort of walks in the direction of something like past lives and things like that?
3: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, when we start talking about getting into the nuances of, of some of the stuff that I've experienced uh, during my journey thus far, absolutely, there's been um, uh, uh, numerous past lives that I've uh, experienced. Uh, and it's interesting because... Not all of them, but a, a tremendous amount of them, um, where I've served as a soldier was really interesting. Um, but there was others where uh, one where I was actually a medium, um, and that's how I met my wife. It was very, uh, it, it's very interesting when we start exploring those past lives and, and different things. So I mm-hmm. have. No, I
2: understand because I have a. Uh a reasonably good recall of my own past lives as well. However, uh, as a final question here before the top of the hour, um, in the course of doing your work and so on, have you ever run into a situation where someone says, oh, uh, what about Uncle Bob? And you say, instead of saying Uncle Bob is here to talk to you okay. and this his advice, you come up with a situation where uncle bob is not available right now he's seven years old and uh he's going to first grade in the new york uh, city school system
3: mm. are you mean as far as being already reincarnated in the sense of that is that what you're you're getting
2: yeah, at yes you, because a lot of people want to right. connect with their long-lost relative or whatever else and this is a common thing that happens oh so here's and Jane or Uncle Bob or whomever yep. they come in, they offer their advice, and and right. it would make sense that a being right. might already right. be reincarnated, and they're busy yep. doing their thing, right. and for them to be distracted from their first grade or second grade education.
3: Sure, sure. Well, my understanding is this: this is this is Dean's understanding uh thus far on on you know souls are multi dimensional. So whether, you know, Uncle Bob or as we're using the example, it's interesting because I actually have a deceased Uncle Bob, um, which I find very interesting. But one okay. of the interest <laughs> but uh that <laughs> like so, will just go on. <laughs> right, right. But it's very interesting that um <clears throat> you know as it uh, uh souls are multi dimensional. So if Uncle Bob reincarnates and say he's sitting in kindergarten class or whatever he's doing at the moment, the connection, you're connecting to the the aspect of the soul or the energy that is residing, you know, that uh, Aunt, uh, will just say Aunt Elsie wants to connect with or whomever, maybe their son, daughter, whomever. Um, however, when I have connected with folks... Um, you know, I have never gotten that saying. You know, oh, leave a message because, unfortunately, they've been reincarnated. I haven't gotten that piece. Um, you know, so because that energy is coexisting along with whatever is going on in the future self or the current self or however yeah. it's coexisting. That's well, my you understanding.
2: Have someone that is currently incarnated, but they're full spiritual self is that that may be only a piece of what the full spiritual being is and the full mm. spiritual being could also turn around and have a conversation
0: i think you'd be shortchanging yourself a little bit there as a as an as an individual if that was the case
3: mm-hmm. right right yeah well and it's you know and if you just kind of think too there's been you know a lot of theories that uh, einstein is you know has been reincarnated a lot of folks believe that, you know, certain people are the reincarnation of Einstein. And so to connect with Einstein and, and retrieve some of that, you know, fascinating uh, studies and data that, you know, this uh, uh, gentleman had, and then also look at this new prodigy child that is growing up and saying, oh, my God, so, showing so many traits of of Einstein that Einstein did at that age and saying, you know, could that be the case? You know, it, it, the same, uh, theory goes to the, uh, you know, the, uh, I think it is with the the theory of Buddha, right? So as one transitions, one, uh reincarnates and it's the reincarnated, uh, you know, Buddha or whatever. So, um, uh, so, yeah, so I, you know, and like Tim said, I think you'd really be shortchanging yourself if you just say, well, that's, boom, that's it, we die, and then, yeah, I'll, I'll get reincarnated, but, I'm good. I'm but saying,
0: I'm going to use that as an excuse when I'm not paying attention to things, or when <laughs> I don't Stop, do something I'm it. supposed to do, but I'm like, sorry, part of my soul is elsewhere. But thank uh, <laughs>
2: Yeah, th- having a conversation with 15 <laughs> other striers and mediums.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. world. the world. Thank you very much for the call.
2: You're welcome, and yeah. have a pleasant evening. You as well. <laughs> Thanks.
0: And I uh, love that. And Moniz, you had a, a point you wanted to bring up. Yeah. I mean, if you got the possibility of reincarnating Einstein, that also brings the possibility of reincarnating Hitler. Well, why not? Huh? It, I mean, it could happen.
1: It depends on, you know, what happens when we get there. You know, are evil souls trapped somewhere forever or do they reincarnate? Who knows? We won't know till we get there. But there's a possibility so, of everything. Total
0: well, Evil continues to surface its ugly it head. So. You know. Total side note, do you watch Preacher Monies? Actually, I do. That's, a, that's not so, a bad series. So you're wondering if Hitler's working at the subway yeah. next door. That's what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think though, uh, too, Dean, when, when talking about the idea of reincarnation, like we've had, uh, we've had on, uh, Richard Salva a few times talking about reincarnation yep. and, and he believes that Abraham Lincoln was, you know, reincarnated as Charles Lindbergh and, uh, we, we've really kind of delved into the idea with him and he's, he's always kind of felt that, uh, there's, I think he's, quoted maybe like a 25-year window after your death where, you know, there's a a transition period before you can reincarnate. And I've heard other people say you can't be reincarnated until after, you know, everybody that you knew is no longer, you know, looking to you for spiritual advice. And then other people say, you know, you could be a grasshopper within a week.
1: Sure. I don't believe the grasshopper thing.
0: No, I don't either. Um, but I'm just
1: the way it's always been presented to me was that because um, people have asked me all the time, well, how can you, you know, connect with my grandmother if we all reincarnate? We, they don't have a sense of time we do, so their their waiting period. I mean, we can't put a timeline on it because we're here, but their waiting period, so to speak, is um, a lot longer than what we're here for. So by the time we move on with our life, you know, they're getting ready to reincarnate at that point. So if that makes sense it's also late so
3: <laughs> well and i would i would agree with stephanie as far as my understanding as well as far as the the timeline piece um and then there's another part of me that too that's saying you know we're doing the best that we can to understand everything that's presented to us or conceptualize and part of me believes that when we cross over we're going to go ah crap Right. I had it all wrong, you know. Yep, it's like exactly. You were doing, and everybody's like, "We were doing our best to get you to understand." It was like I, I tell so, people all the uh, time, you know, so.
1: you know, just because we know things ahead of time or we can right. connect to people that have passed on doesn't mean we get to know everything. We just get to know more than you do,
3: right? So yep.
1: there's yep. a whole lot of secrets of the universe still out there that I'd love to know, but you know, I, we only have a bit of an understanding of it. So
3: well, we have to really wait. to to be really honest. We even if that was shared with us. It, it, we would just be sitting there looking like, um, you know, just a blank look on our face because there's only probably a few minds on this planet currently that would have the understanding enough to even conceptualize or put the picture together and saying, oh, my God, it all makes sense, and, and instead of saying... Yeah, really don't know what you just told me. Um, I, I understand the words, but it really doesn't make any sense to me. So I'll just write it down here in my book. <laughs> you know, it's like hopefully it'll validate later. Um, so I think that there is a bigger picture too, and when we come to a deeper level or a more intellectual level of understanding um, the universe at a deeper level, then that piece will come into play. And it takes um, us. Not, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say it,
1: it takes us a long time to understand certain pieces that are handed to us as well. I, right. Like myself, yeah. I, I wouldn't answer questions on reincarnation for a very long time. It wasn't until I had a true understanding of twin flames that I understood reincarnation, and right. it, it hit me like a ton of bricks when it finally happened. And I was like, oh. Oh, I get it now, <laughs> but I had to experience certain things within my life in order to understand what's been told to me my entire life. So,
3: it, well, it's, well, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, Stephanie, you probably have this experience as well, but I know that when I learned how to douse, um, douse a home mm-hmm. or cleanse a home, one of the things I always thought was, um, when I came into a home, it was, I work a lot with archangels, so it was kind of like, Hey, I got this badass group of uh, right. angels with me. Nothing can mess with me. And we're just going to roll in and anything, any uh, earthbound entity or anything nasty. Guess what? Your butt gets thrown to the light. And I, I didn't really give any thought to, you know, it was just like thinking back to my military days, right? Bust in the door. <laughs> anybody that's not nice, you know, get in the truck, get to the chopper, right? Mm-hmm. And, but I had an experience where a very real experience that spirit shared with me of my own death and where I died, but it was talking about um, earthbound spirits and where we actually kind of went on a, I'll just call it a journey and, and just really understanding like different, um, each situation calls for a different tact or decorum and because some Folks that are cro- or that are basically dead um, don't know that they're dead, and so if you roll into a, you know, so kind of check first, so to speak, mm-hmm. and you know, kind of one of the things because I always just went in saying I don't care who you are, you know, get off the bus, you know, mm-hmm. and but I I wasn't mean about it, but I I just never messed around with it, and but it was really shared with me that. You know, there were some spirits that were actually very scared because right. they were, cons- you know, they didn't know. They always, you know, what about my wife? What, you know? And it's like, well, you and your wife are both dead. You both died in the car accident, or you both drowned, or, um, you know, or the gentleman that, you know, somebody was shot. And it's like they, you know, it happened so quickly they didn't even realize because, you know, one moment they were living or trying to protect somebody, and the next. Um, this happened and, and then it's like, I don't understand. They're confused and there's a lot of, and just to get them to understand, hey, they are deceased and you need to come with me so I can link you up with, um, your loved ones. And I call it soul retrieval, um, as far as, you know, connecting, um, those lost souls, if you will, to, um, you know, to their loved ones or to the light, if you will. And, and, um, so yeah, it was very eye opening and, and anytime it's very interesting, anytime that there's some misconception or misunderstanding, I always find that spirit will step in and, or the universe for that matter and really give for me anyways. Like a personal, (laughs) almost like an upfront personal tour. And it's like, here, experience it so you know what it's like. And it's like, oh my God. (laughs) You know, it's like, and it, you know, quite honestly, like shakes the holy, you know what out of you. But I think for us as having this human experience, sometimes we need to put it in that frame of mind so we can share with our words, um, to others saying, do you understand that this is how it was shown to me, how it works? uh And so... Oh, sorry. Oh,
0: go ahead. I was go say, ahead. We do have a question from the chat room, and uh, and if anybody has any questions, just a reminder in the chat room, help us out. And if you have questions for the guests I know that you know it's not proper decorum online to write things in all caps because it means you're shouting. But if you do have a question for the guest, uh, if you can put it in all caps, it helps us differentiate from some of the side conversation going on. And of course, you can always call in as well at 508-996-0500 But one of the questions was, I know, Dean, that you said that you uh were retired uh, and, and you were home when you started to have some of these uh, initial psychic experiences but you would kind of mention something that happened in Afghanistan and the question in the chat room was were you ever you know in combat where you felt something where you were able to protect yourself and your fellow soldiers because of some sort of intuition some sort of feeling that you got
3: yeah great question i thanks for the reminder to go back to the story um so i served in uh Afghanistan back in in 2003 so quite a quite a number of years ago and uh, we were doing a uh, I was as I shared I was in an infantry platoon and we were doing a uh, a, a mounted convoy which means a, a patrol uh, on with uh, gun trucks and um, I was kind of in the rear of the convoy I wasn't in charge of it. Um, however, we were doing it at night and we were uh, going on this route, and one of the things that we were always taught to to never stop, you know, um not especially not stop, of course, obviously, for obvious reasons and choke areas and and uh, possible ambush areas, but of course anywhere there's culverts and all that, you know, obvious stuff. And uh, that evening, for whatever reason, uh, we had, uh, we had stopped, we stopped. And I guess the, uh, the guys up front, uh, have one too many, uh, bottles of water. I don't know what was going on. And it was all of a sudden it was like a voice within me. Um, and I, of course I know now it was my intuition speaking to me, but it was like, you need to move the vehicles now. And um, so, of course, I'm on the radio. Hey, you need to move the vehicles up another, I don't know, 500 meters, whatever, just to get the rear vehicles out of this area. And, of course, the guys were out of the vehicle for whatever reason, and um, I couldn't get anybody on the radio. It was so odd. And uh, so I actually had to get out of my vehicle and sprint forward, and um, I was talking with the the lead vehicle, uh, patrol leader. And, um, we actually heard an audible, um, clicking noise, which is what we understood to be an auto um, a detonation, uh, ID you know, detonation noise or detonator going off. And, uh, we both kind of just froze. And because really there wasn't much to do at that point and, I, you know, um, but we heard where it was coming from, and of course, we were scanning the area. Um, but I said, we need to move now. And one of the reasons that we believe that it never went off is um, in the very early, early days, of course, well, there's a lot of great uh, civilian contractors that work for the government. And um, and this is nothing top secret to share with you guys. There are some... There's some technology that the military uses, um, now it's way more advanced, but um, to defeat different IEDs, so some disrupt the the radio waves, some disrupt uh, things in different ways, right? And this thing, actually, we called it the black box, because that's what it was. It was a big, ugly, and they put all the components, it was like putting a, a computer tower in a big ammo can, that's what it was, and it had a big switch and it had a big fan it was big and ugly and it bolted to the back of our vehicle it was really weird and they said every time you go out turn this thing on and, and you know have it in the in the uh, one in the front and one in the rear and it creates like a bubble they told us and uh, we still believe to this day that th- that technology actually saved us however the thing that I reflect back on is that voice that came up and said you need to move the vehicles um you know and it's like um, looking back at that it's like wow you know that uh, obviously there was some you know poor judgment that that we made in that that evening however um, you know if it wasn't for the technology uh, God only knows what what would have happened but uh, thank God that um you know, intuition was speaking up and um, kind of telling us to get our butts in gear and, and get the heck out or at least move forward. And right. so it was really interesting. Something that still stays th- with me, you know, was, geez, that's been, what, 15 years? Grease, that's crazy. Um, but, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, whether... And that's something why I'm a huge, huge, huge proponent of... Folks to develop their intuition, um, whether they're, I don't care if you're military, I don't care if you're EMS, fire, ambulance, uh, you could be a plumber or a lawyer, I don't, I don't care your profession, um, or if you don't have a profession. Um, I just think about if young people could be cultivated and encouraged to develop it at a young age, and to let them know it's safe and it's okay to develop that, how important that could be for that young person. You think about how many young girls, uh, young boys, um, potentially get in a dangerous situation growing up, whether it's at a party or go out, hey, let's go out with friends, let's get in the car. No, I. something tells me that it's not a good thing other than just, you know, listening to that inner gut and saying, are you listening? And, you know, personally speaking with, uh, I have two kids of my own. I got a 12 year old and a seven year old. And, um, you know, we really, in my home specifically, um, we really enhance that and saying, we really honor that. If, if our kids tell us saying there's something, I, I don't get a good feeling about this. There's, there's a difference, obviously. Uh, sometimes, obviously, being a kid, you not want to do stuff, even as adult. Heck, I don't want to do stuff some days. But there's a difference between getting a bad vibe around something and your gut telling you that isn't in alignment with what you need to be doing. You need to walk away from that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Or um, you need to, you know, maybe you need to pay attention to this or walk away. Or versus... Uh, I just don't like that. Well, there's a difference, you know, uh, how many times, you know, so <laughs> there's a difference, but learning that, right. I guess, and, fine line to walk.
0: And learning, like, where, you know, where it affects you and and, know, you know, knowing the difference between just something not feeling right and having, like, a full out Spidey sense. One of the other questions right. that came up in the chat room, and I'm, I'm going to kind of rephrase it a little bit because, uh, the question was kind of pointed directly toward, um, any enemy that you may have taken out so i'm, I'm, I'm going to sure. kind of change that a little bit and say have you been visited by either you know soldiers that you may have served with that that didn't make it back or or any of the enemy that were involved in the conflict have any of them come back to you in any form now that you've been able to develop these abilities
3: sure um great absolutely beautiful question um so i was working uh full-time for the military as i shared my last what well, would have been my last three years before I retired? And, uh, I, I was, and this, and the soldier walked in and, uh, as they do in, uh, at that time. But this guy was still in his desert fatigues. And I, and I did a double take because he was physically there. And he was a squad leader that I served with in Afghanistan. And I was like, I almost did the, I I was almost going to go, holy crap, man, what are you doing, you know? And I was thinking, what is he doing here in his desert fatigues? And they don't even wear desert fatigues anymore. And I'm like, geez. Um, But I was like, and then as soon as I did the double take, of course he wasn't there. Well, um, that squad leader, about six, let's see. So uh, after we got back from Afghanistan, um, they went they went to Iraq uh, about oh, three to six months after returning home uh, from Afghanistan. So it was quick turns, turnaround at that time. Um, so it was about 2003, 2004, and he died uh, from a roadside IED about two to three weeks in a country. And, of course, I was already transitioning, uh, doing other things at the time, and I heard about his passing, um, of course, it was sad to hear that. And it was challenging, but it was interesting because he showed up bigger than life. Um, you know, just in all his glory, a big goofy grin, you know? And, um, it was like, Hey dude, you know, just like anybody would like a friend would. And, um, but I was like, and I did that double take and it was like, he disappeared. And it was so crazy. I was like, I, I couldn't remember when he passed. And I was like, why is he showing? I knew enough. That knew, you know, that I was like, there's a reason why he's showing up right now. And so of course, uh, I kind of Googled his name and there was a, a uh, like a memorial page to him. And, uh, with his, uh, 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 the date that he passed on there. And it was three, uh, it was three days prior to his passing, he showed up. And, uh, a year, you know, of course a year later and I was like, holy crap, that was, that was pretty, that was pretty freaky. And I was like, um, so anyways, it was, um, uh, so to answer the question, yes, uh, did it happen? Yes. Now enemy combatants or enemy soldiers? No, I didn't, I haven't had any, uh, enemy soldiers or, or anybody like that, uh, Um, show up as far as, you know, hey, you know, kind of... uh
0: Which is probably for the best because, I mean... Obviously, when you have the ability, you, you can figure out the discernment of when you're dealing with a spirit and when you're just, you know, when, when you're not. But I could picture that being something where it would be kind of a, a, a question of conscience. And it, you would kind of weather, wonder whether or not it was somebody actually coming back or whether or not you were trying to kind of conjure this person to come forward because of whatever you were feeling ab- about what happened.
3: It, you know, it could be, um, You know, and um, and if I had that experience, I would have to, like you shared, Tim, discern that for myself. Mm -hmm. I think anybody having their own unique experiences would have to discern anything like that. Saying is that only because I'm thinking of that, Um, because of you know that firefight that we're in, or is that because they're actually coming to me in spirit? And, you know, you have to discern that for yourself. And, you know, and that's one of the biggest things with, with being a medium is sometimes, you know, when you're dealing with your own loved ones, um, you know, sometimes it's discernment for yourself. Is it because, you know, but, um, there's a level of trust and knowing that saying, you know, letting go of, of your ego and, and, um, and saying, you know, uh, you know, not getting wrapped up in your head saying, Oh my God! Am I trying? You know, saying letting that piece go. Um, what about this? What about that? You know, so trying to let that piece go and really trusting what is to come forward and, and trusting the universal process. So
0: and and that you you mentioned that you uh, provide readings for people who are in the military mm-hmm. uh, and that you are uh, I'm assuming that you probably also get a lot of requests from family who have lost loved ones in the service who who gave the ultimate sacrifice and that's got to be something that is uh I don't want to use the term rewarding but you know it, it's probably has that feeling for you because you are able to kind of understand where they're coming from with this loss and you can kind of personalize it and run it through your own personal experiences better than just you know any other psychic that they may be able to encounter who is obviously just trying to help them connect with a past loved one but you understand all the emotions that go into what goes on there because a lot of times when people are looking for and, and, and I'm sure Stephanie experiences this a lot you're looking to make a connection with somebody that you've lost tragically or unexpectedly or maybe there was some sort of a, a, an unresolved issue between the two of you as opposed to the military you're dealing with With a lot of spirits that probably are coming back and saying, Hey, listen, I know what I signed up for, and I knew that this was a possibility. I knew this was a potential Mm -hmm. eventuality.
3: Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, that's, and, and not that I, you know, obviously being, yeah, just like you said, Tim, is, am I able to connect on a deeper level with those that have served and those families and understand some of that sacrifice at a deeper level? Absolutely. Um, and, you know, obviously doing this work, it's, it's very rewarding at all levels, but yet at the same time, it's extremely humbling because it puts a lot of those, because as a medium, you're, you're able to become very personal with that person on their journey for however long your session is. And it really puts it in a different perspective for you. So as you become a, whatever life experience you have, so, you know, being a soldier, um, once I became a parent, excuse me, once I got married, so those put different experiences or perspectives for me. And so, you know, if somebody loses a spouse or somebody loses a child, those in itself are sad. But the thing is, is for me personally, when I walk away from it, um, it puts it in a different light and kind of I really, um, you know, I, I learned to take life, um, you know, on at a different level and really make sure that, you know, in fact, today, uh, I was telling my 12-year-old, saying, hey, you know that I love you, and I get the eye roll, of course. Sure, yeah. But the, <laughs> right, the, the comment, but the thing is, is, you know, how many times that somebody's, Somebody passed without really sharing that they, you know, didn't love them or didn't get the opportunity to share that and saying how proud they were of them or, or whatever. And those last messages or those, you know, and they're always, I think it's a human connection that we're always yearning to, you know, just make one more last connection.
0: And, and speaking yeah. of that, and and, and I kind of want to take a step back to to the question that I asked previously. Have you ever had anyone who has come to you for a reading that is someone who served in the military? The living person is coming to you and saying, "I need to reach out to you know somebody that they had to take out as part of their duty." Have they have they ever tried to reach out to somebody whose life they may have had to take in the course of their service?
3: I have not. As of yet. Would you take um, that
0: on if that, if that person did come to you? Would that be something you'd be open to doing?
3: Well, I, uh, I would certainly stay open to that. I would certainly not say no. Um, however, you know, cause I, the thing that I always share is I always, uh, kind of put it out there to the universe. I'm always staying open to in any capacity that I can serve the universe. And you never know what that's going to entail. Um, that's a really, you know, uh, kind of a blanket statement. Um, but the thing is, is, you know, if it's something that I'm able to provide, if I'm able to provide that connection and I'm able to connect to, because I always share I only connect to that which is, um, come, you know, that is divine in nature. So if that, and I'm just going to use the example, if that enemy uh, combatant or whomever, it doesn't matter whether it if they are not, you know, if they have not crossed over, I'm not going to sit there and communicate with it um, because it will only sit there and drain my energy. Um, so I don't typically chit chat a long detailed, uh, you know, chatting session with something that is very negative in nature. Now. If I feel immediately that um, the individual or individuals have crossed over, um, then you know by all means, would I um, make that attempt if that's something that somebody is interested in doing. But um, that's a great question. I've never had that asked. Um, I've I've had some interesting requests in the past, but I've never had that one.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Uh, well, we would like to give you the opportunity to kind of, uh, you know, let the audience uh, experience what it is that, uh, that you do. So we'd like to have you take some calls and, and offer some readings if that's okay with you. Sure. All right. Before we get into that, though, uh, and, and to give Dean a, a moment to kind of warm up for that, and again, if you want to check out his website, McMurray dot com. He is the military medium, and if you go to his website, of course, you can find out more information about uh, being able to uh, book a one-on-one reading with him and to find out where he may be. Uh, but uh, before we get into all that, I want to let everybody know about Parabox Monthly real quick. And if you have not heard of Parabox Monthly yet, well. We've been talking about them for a while here on the show. They're actually now one of the sponsors of the Plymouth Paracon. So uh, they'll have some representation there as well. They print out these silk-screened soft-style T-shirts that are super comfortable that actually have puzzles built into them. And those puzzles are in the form of codes, ciphers, riddles, numbers, and images, or other hidden gems. So you actually get to wear this nice, comfortable shirt, but also try to figure out where to go next. And you can uh, check out some of their themes that include ghosts and haunted locations, UFO encounters in aliens, folklore and legends, cryptozoology urban legends. They have an, a line of Amityville shirts. They have a line of Art Bell shirts. Uh, so you can try them out for yourself. You can choose a month-to-month plan, a three-month plan, or a six-month plan. You, there are no contracts. You can cancel at any time. So give it a try. You've got nothing to lose. And if you go to powerboxmonthly.com and you use our code SPOOKYLIVE, you'll get 10% off. So just go to paraboxmonthly.com enter the code SPOOKYLIVE for 10% off on some of their fantastic T-shirts. And I'm going to see if I can get some more Parabox shirts to, to rock at Plymouth Paracon because some of those Art Bell and Amity shir- Amityville shirts are really cool. So uh, looking forward to uh, rocking some more of that. And again, paraboxmonthly.com use the code SPOOKYLIVE for 10% off. All right, so if you would like to get a reading from our guest, Dean McMurray, the military medium, you can do so by giving us a call at 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. I'll say this right now for the the listening Internet audience on YouTube and in our chat room and listening to us on SpookySouthCoast.com. Don't hesitate to call in if you want to get a reading, because right now we are not on the actual radio, so you have that advantage over the regular listeners. Once things click over and we go on the AM radio and I say, we're taking calls for readings, the phone lines are going to light up. So <laughs> trust me <laughs> on that. We've, we've always said, you know, we sit around here sometimes on the show and say, I wonder if anybody's actually listening to us. And then when we have a, a medium on, the phone lines are just lit up through the whole show. So keep that in mind. And uh, so, so Dean, do you have a preference for how uh, we take the calls? You want them to just kind of give you their name and 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 say who they want to connect with, or just ask a question, or wh- wh- how do you want to work
3: what, this? Why don't you? Uh, I would really like it if they could come on, say their name, and then uh, ask their question, and then we'll go from there.
0: All right. So uh, that's the way that we'll do it. And uh, some of these people that are on hold may not have heard that because they're probably hearing the Red Sox post game. Well, so good no, evening. No, you no, are uh, on I'm with Dean. Well, we're going to need you to turn down your computer, please.
2: Hello, can you hear me?
0: Hello. Hi, hi. You're on. You're on the air with Dean McMurray.
4: Hi, Dean. My name is Lois, and I was just wondering if you saw anything about my finances
3: changing. Okay. So, thanks for calling in, Lois. So you want to know about or see if I see anything with finances changing around you. Yes, um, please. Are you currently looking at um, changing up with a job or or kind of in between jobs right now? No. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Are you currently employed? Let me ask no. you that. Okay, you're not. All right. You know, I really don't feel it's interesting because it feels very stagnant for you, Lois. I really don't feel anything immediately changing for finances around it. Um, and it's almost like where I want to say is saying almost like the energy of, like, uh, Social Security or something like that. But um, the thing is, is that I would really share as if... Um, especially if you're in the market of looking for a job. I don't know if you are or not, but that certainly falls outside of your current living area, it feels like. feels The energy feels very flat in that sense. Now here's what I'm gonna share, because I know a lot of people are gonna be asking about probably future stuff when it comes, understand that when we start talking about anything in the future, the future is always evolving. So, anything we do or don't do in the current moment is always shaping the future. So, understand that could that, you know, could there be something that steps in to change that? Absolutely. There's always that possibility. But currently, I don't feel anything that changes that currently. Do you understand?
4: I do. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Mm -hmm. Have a good
0: evening. Bye bye. And uh, for those of you who are on hold, uh, you may be hearing the, the, show now on hold uh, for those of you who are listening on the radio and are just joining us in progress this is spooky south coast and we are talking with our guest dean mcmurray the military medium his website is dean and we are taking calls right now for readings at 508-996-0500 if you call in just give dean your name and your question so we'll move on to the next call good evening you're next on spooky south coast with dean mcmurray
2: hi uh, my name is damien and I have a question. Both my parents are deceased, and I kind of want some closure. I guess are they okay, or because I mean, no one knows what comes next. I mean,
3: are you, are you still with us, Dean? Can you can you hear the yeah, question? I, I yeah, couldn't, I couldn't. He cut in and out. It was. I'd have easier time listening to an EVP because that that was in and out. This is this is
0: okay. Damien on the line. He's wondering if uh, if his parents are around him.
3: Okay, your parents. Okay.
0: Yeah,
4: um, they passed away when I was young, and I was just wondering, you know, how are they? Uh,
3: Parental they... energy around? Absolutely, I feel a lot of uh, loving energy around you. One of the things is is. It's interesting is because I get a tremendous amount of signs around you, really letting you know that there are uh, a lot of spirit support around you. Um, and it's just about really trying to open up and, and be aware of those signs. Um, have you been ha- and, and I know this sounds odd, but have you been having a lot of light issues going on in your home? Um, A little bit, yeah, actually. You might have to relate, Tim, because he's cutting uh, yes, in. Yes, he he has. He says he has had some light problems. Okay. So and it's interesting because I just saw the lights, in, in, if you will. They were showing me lights. So one of the things, you know, I'm understanding that that's one of their signs. Um However, the thing is, is really try to stay open to, you know, the signs from spirits. Just really trying to let you know, Damien, that, they are around supporting and loving you. Um, uh, but at the same time, I feel that you're kind of, uh, uh, you can kind of feel that as well that, um, really just kind of that, that empath piece as far as knowing that they're, they're, uh, they're with you. So continue asking for signs and just try to stay open, but thank you for your call.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And uh, we will move on to our next caller, because the lines are stacked. But uh, we do have room for you, 508-996-0500. And we're just going to go rapid fire with these, Dean. If you feel like you need to take a break at any point, just let us know.
3: All right. Let her shoot.
0: All right. Good evening. You're next on Spooky South Coast with the military medium, Dean McMurray. Good
4: evening, Kim. Uh, My name is Colleen, and good evening, Mr. McMurray. I had a really...
0: Okay, uh, hold on, let me see if I can... Matt, you... What, what what do you... Turn this down? Okay, so uh, Colleen is on the line, and uh, Colleen, what was your question?
4: I had um, a really kind of terrifying experience in 1996, and I was wondering if any of the spirits around me or if Dean could tell me whether or not it was real. And I don't know if that's the kind of thing that you can answer.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you, uh, and let me ask you, Colleen, because one of the first things that I got around that, did you have what I would call almost, it would be, uh, labeled as like a night terror or whatever where you really got, uh, almost like paralyzed or in a sense, did you?
4: No, sir. I was completely oh. awake.
3: You're okay. So in that, in that sense, was that where, um where you were having the experience and that um did you feel a sense of paralyzation
4: while i had it i did feel it but i was completely awake. okay
3: okay and sometimes it depends how they um and really who they are but you know, how they describe it as far as I've heard. Some night terrors are some folks describe it as being awake. Some are actually asleep. Um, so it's right. kind of on the different uh, sense. But where it almost feels like where your experience, as you share, is like terrifying in a sense where I would say like a dark entity. Would that be correct? And kind of like a real um, where it feels really heavy to me.
4: No, it it was really heavy. What happened was, I think, I had a vision of something that was happening at that time. Mm -hmm. And I did get some validation on it, but I still have a hard time believing that it happened.
3: Here's what I, this is what I'm getting from this, Colleen, is that you are connecting at such a deeper level of events that are going on is that in a sense it's, you're almost putting yourself in the, the actual energy of the event. Do you understand that? So. I and, do. Okay, so sometimes this happens with MPAS and different folks even if they're not aware of it is that They can become so energetically attached to sometimes it can be traumas, different events, uh, tragedies, whatever, that they're energetically there and they can feel it, they can experience different things, uh, whether it's visions or hear things or actually feel traumas or different things. So understand that that experience was real. What I would suggest to you is really... um, Start learning how to, uh, if you haven't already, um, really how to harness your abilities, um, just so it doesn't feel so overwhelming. Because quite honestly, it can feel it can it can feel like it would drive a, a sane person crazy. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Okay.
4: Because it so, freaks me out.
3: Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for the call.
0: Have Thanks. a great night. And uh, we have some lines open, 508-996-0500. If you would like to get a little reading with Dean McMurray, the military medium. Again, DeanMcMurray.com is his website. And uh, we will take another call here. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with Dean McMurray. Uh, what's your name and what's your question?
4: Hi, my name is Rachel. And uh, I know I'm aware that I have gifts. But uh, in our household, we've been noticing a lot of activity going on. And I'm just wondering what that's all about.
3: <laughs> What's that all about? Saying, Why don't you leave me alone? Right? Yeah. So right. have I- you so you're aware that you have gifts, but have you stepped yes. into them?
4: Uh p- part of me does, but part of me has fear. So yeah. I don't step into
3: so, it completely. Because this is what I feel around it. When I when I just kind of tap in really quick to the activity does any mm-hmm. of it, it might feel freaky or seem kind of freaky, but as far as saying, hey, what what's going on? It really, mm-hmm. it feels to me like they want you, not only you, but it feels like there's at least one other, if not more, uh, people within the residence to really step in to their abilities. Do you understand okay.
4: that? Yes, I do.
3: Okay, so... You really need to find a safe space, uh, somebody that you resonate with, and whether you start um, taking classes. And here's the thing that I would share, and this kind of goes back to the previous caller too, is the number one most readily available resource, and it's actually the cheapest as well, is read. Arm yourself with knowledge, um, but also if you resonate with the teacher maybe in your area or an intuition class or whatever, wherever you live, um, yeah. you know, th- those are always great developments. But um, you know, find a I safe place. To- I
4: did try. Uh, I did take classes yeah. with a gentleman, but it just, um, it, it he, he, I guess that's the right word. He didn't resonate with me. You didn't so resonate. I understood with everything him. that he was saying, that's, but it didn't yeah. point me in a direction um, that, that I thought I should have been going
3: in. Yep, and that's okay. Understand that sometimes when we're not feeling it, even though they might be a decent teacher, decent at what they do, but you just weren't feeling it, that's okay because we resonate energetically with people at different levels. And if you're just not connecting, saying, even with teachers, saying, you know what? Nothing against you, but no. And I, and in my journey so far, have I done that a lot of times? Absolutely. I've looked for teachers in different areas and saying, no, no, but I've met a lot of great people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but when People have uh,
4: to go into a channeling kind of thing, and that's where my fear kind of came in. Okay. And I always thought maybe I should be going in a healer direction, like Reiki okay. or something like that.
3: Well, if that's an area that you feel guided to do, then then go and explore that. Um, okay. Go with what your heart. Not, I would share... What is your heart telling you to do, not your head? What is your heart telling you to do?
4: Uh, healing, healing, and teaching.
3: Well, there you go. Go heal and teach. thank That,
4: that teach. energy is around, just uh, just trying to push us. Uh,
3: that push is trying to get right spirit. Is or? really trying trying to get your attention, saying your abilities and everybody else around you, those abilities of people that are living in the home. Need, you know, really urging you to step into your abilities.
4: Well, they're certainly making themselves known. So.
0: <laughs> well, thank you very much for the call.
3: Thank you so thank much.
0: Thank you. Have a great Bye. night. And uh, again, 508 996 0500, 877 996 1420 if you want to call in toll free. And, and Dean, this is just a, a little bit of what you can offer. People can book an appointment with you through your website, deanmcmurray.com, right?
3: Yep, that's correct. If Yeah, if you feel guided, go and check that out. Um, and then uh, as well as uh, there's other services listed, listed there as well. Um, and then, you know, you can peruse a site and different. Uh, there's always, I'm always adding and changing up events and, and such. So if they want to find out where I'm at, they can check that out as well.
0: And uh, also, did I see you do something uh, with Facebook Live? Is that something you still do?
3: Yeah, so I, we started a little series called Off the Radar with the Military Medium. And what we wanted to do was, uh, be able to give folks a opportunity for a free reading, but live on the air. Because a lot of folks were always asking me, well, what does a reading with you entail? And, and first off, it was kind of like showing, uh, what, you know, what actually a reading is. And, but the, but the other piece is it was really a, more about um, telling people's story and helping other people that were watching because I, I'm sure Stephanie can relate to this talking about galleries is when you could give, say if you have a room of 500 people or better and you could give 12 readings, but you're really healing or helping you know, say 20, 30, 50, whatever, there might be a lot of people that are resonating with those messages. And I think that's the beautiful piece about galleries and where it resonates, you know, it, it touches so many other people. And like, oh, my God, I know you were given a reading to this lady over here, but it was like you were speaking to me. And it's like, that is the beauty of galleries. Um, Spirit has a way of... of uh, touching so many more than just the one, you know, the individual that, that was read. And it's, um, so I think that's a cool aspect. So,
0: yeah, I, I noticed that when I was in Lilydale because part of working in Lilydale as a registered medium is you have to, you know, you can you can hang your shingle out and, and take your own private readings, but at the same time you're required to be part of some of the uh, communal services that they offer to the people who are coming and visiting for the day. So you know you're paying twenty four dollars a person to get in to spend the day there, and then they have uh, in the Forest Temple they have services, and the Auditorium they have services. So there's all these different places where you can go. Uh, or Inspiration Stump, where you can go and have uh, these gallery readings that just kind of pop up and happen. And I, I noticed with a lot of the mediums there that they were kind of putting out some, you know, they start generally and then they kind of narrow down based on what they're picking up. But there's a lot of people that were going up to them afterwards saying, "You know, at first, I thought you were talking to me, and although you weren't, it still was beneficial for me to hear what you were saying to d- to that other person right. So it, it certainly right. had that kind of effect on on those crowds
3: right. yeah, well, in one story relating to that, I, I did a gallery uh, at uh, Paracon here uh, in uh, Shooting Star Casino in Manoma, Minnesota. And, uh, I was doing, I was the featured psychic last year. And so I was doing a a nice gallery event. There was about four or 500 folks in attendance. And I was bringing, a spirit was bringing forward a, uh, what I call the angel Christmas tree. And, and we're talking about the, um, this Christmas tree that was, it was almost more like a memorial. And after I get done the, the gallery, I had, I don't know, I, I lost count. Of how many people came up to me about this Christmas tree, and I would and after a while I started laughing because I said, "Absolutely!" I said, "Of course you're coming up because that's just the way it works." And I, it was so, I was just anon. I was like, "Wow!" And I said, "This is just crazy." I said, "You know, of course I did a reading for one lady that really resonated with it, but um, you know, and we talk about this, what I call the angel Christmas tree, but." Um, it was really interesting. All these different folks came up and talked about the, the, the specifics about, you know, um, you know, whether it was a ornament or, or whatever. It was very, it, it was really cool. So, um, I, I still get goosebumps when that stuff happens. And it's just like, that is so, you know, neat to me too. And I'm just like, really, that's just, you know, kind yeah. of awe-inspiring in a sense.
0: And I do recommend, uh, I know that caller had mentioned to you, Lily Dale, earlier, I do recommend going there, uh, and, and certainly like spend a weekend so that you're not kind of under the gun and rushing around to do all kinds of stuff because mm-hmm. it, uh, it's certainly a great place to, to connect and I don't, I don't mean that, you know, in a spiritual sense, but just to <laughs> connect and to network with people and, and just to, to meet other people that, you know, have the same gift and to meet other people who are looking for, for those that do, so. Beautiful. Uh, we're hoping to go back next year, and, uh, and if we do, we'll give you a heads up. Maybe you can come by the same time we're out there.
3: That, that would be fun. And 508. 508-
0: I'm sorry, 508-996-0500 is the number. We have uh, about 10 minutes left in the show if anybody wants to call in to get a reading with Dean McMurray. He is the military medium. If you want to, maybe you want to have a reading but you don't want to call in and and share your question with the listening audience, you can book a private reading with him through his website, DeanMcMurray.com, and that's where you can also find out more about him and, and where he'll be as well. Again, 508-996-0500. Good evening. You're next on Spooky South Coast with dean mcmurray can we have your name and your question
2: hi
3: my name is matt and uh i was wondering if my grandparents have any messages for me grandparents well one of the one of the first things matt is you know and i got to share this is this a um when you kind of disconnecting to you and and their energy is just a tremendous, tremendous amount of, of love and, and support around you. Uh, the first, me, the first message that I really get is just pride, the immense amount of pride. It's just like, we're so, so proud. And it's just like, continually, it's like, okay, let's, um, but the other piece is, is that talking about building, um, uh, I keep on seeing, and it's almost like I'm being shown like a, uh, what I would almost call like a pole barn in our area to, you know, the Midwest, we call it kind of a pole barn-looking building, um, and I see it partially built as far as like the frame and everything, but I see like part of the sheathing or the the metal on it. And actually, to be very specific, I see some as as white and brown. Now I don't know the the. Uh, the the details as far as that i don't know if you're building a pole barn or if you're building a business but the thing is is i'm understanding is what they're talking about is is this really being excited about this energy associated with this as far as this new venture this new building so um and it just a lot of expansion the other thing that i'm also being shared or uh, told is talking about celebration because I keep on being shown balloons. Um, one of the things Matt that really usually typically tells me is that there is a significant date either just passed or coming up for you um, or your family. Um, is there a and is there a sp- specific date that just passed or is coming up for you that you guys are Celebrating, or maybe in remembrance of something, could be announcement of a birth or uh, anniversary, even of a passing, um, oh, something like that. Yeah, probably about next month. But okay, okay. So just understand, and that's just you know, it's just validation of remembrance of just saying that when you're celebrating or remembering, they're with you as well um, around. So it makes sense.
0: Yeah.
3: All okay. Right. Beautiful. Thank Thanks, call. Matt, for the call.
0: Thank you. And if uh, if you don't know what the pole barn connection is, you know, you could always just come and build one at my house because I could use one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice building. Yeah, no, absolutely. I
0: can build it here. Uh again 508-996-0500 uh, the lines are open if anybody wants to call in to speak with the military medium Dean McMurray. Uh when you're doing those gallery readings Dean you have all of those different energies that are out there and you know I'm I'm sure you've got just as many people uh sitting there well maybe not just as many but I'm sure there's a good portion of the people that are sitting there that are skeptical about what you do. Sure. Uh do you find that that's – does that skepticism shut down anything from coming through for them or, or, or do you find that, you know, no,
3: no. um, you know, and the thing, because I get it, I was there, Mm -hmm. you know, you got to remember my story. And, and so I completely, uh, I completely get it. And, you know, and I always share with folks, it's not my job to prove or disprove, uh, anything. And it, it's, you know, I always kind of throw that back to spirit and saying, and if somebody can't validate something, I always trust that they absolutely will, you know, maybe a little bit down the road. They just have to think about it, um, a, a little bit. Um, do I feel that it shuts them down? No. Um, because I'm not reading their body language. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm connecting not only to, you know, I'm connecting to their loved ones, um, which is, you know, the, the channel is always open there, but, um, you know, at times do I pick up on some energy with them, you know, on the psychic aspect? Absolutely, I'll bring some of that flavor through, but um, for the most part, you know, I'm connecting to spirit on their behalf. So it's, um, I haven't found where it um, diminishes um, their connection, but I did have a lady, uh, this is years ago, come uh, come to my office and uh, we were doing a face-to-face and she was very adamant um when I connected to her deceased uh, husband and she was very adamant about um, as far as uh, certain aspects of the reading and one of it was, it was, it was kind of bordering on um, I don't want to say neurotic because I'm, I'm certainly not a person to um, you know, I'm not in a position to diagnose anybody, but I, I kind of had to remind her saying, Hey, I'm a medium, I'm in charge of the reading, and it was, she was very directing. Um, but she was, and I did understand that she was in a place of, um, is obvious, uh, you know, uh, dealing with a lot of emotions. She was dealing with a lot of different things, but it was kind of a remind. It almost, uh, it was kind of different. It was one of my more different readings, and the reason that I say that, there was some, um she was very adamant about aspects of the reading and i was like hey here's here's the deal and uh, so i kind of had to let her know how the reading is going to work sure. um so yeah so it was always interesting but that's a thing and and uh and maybe stephanie uh i'm sure you can relate to this too is sometimes it's um you get some very interesting aspects or experiences when it comes to that, because you're connecting to so many different people from all walks of life.
0: Yeah, uh, that's that's yeah. that's what happens when you're in a crowd like yep. that. I know Stephanie tries to avoid being in crowds. I don't for wonder, that I very guess. reason. Yeah, uh, yeah,
3: yeah. I get so wiped out. It's just like, ugh, you I'm know, not, and it's I'm- like.
1: Oh, sorry. I was going to say I've gotten better yep. at the whole crowd thing and, and being around a ton of energy. But if I have to do like a, a all-day convention or a three-day yep. convention, I need to just like run away for an hour or so. Oh, sure. <laughs> just yep. to kind of collect myself. Um, but being in crowds, I think um, – I actually, I bartended for years, and I think that's what really cured me of ever – um, being around crowds again because it's like the worst type sure. of energy that you can be around.
2: I can but imagine
1: it's not easy um, at all, and I'm sure your military background makes you not want to be in certain situations, anyways, outside right. of your abilities.
3: Right. Let's- well, yeah. It's it. Sometimes it is very. You know, like you said too. is even at expos. I can. You know, even if it's a, a all day thing, or you know, like you say, two or three day thing, it's like completely. Uh, sometimes you can feel completely wiped if you're not taking that, um, self care and, and taking time to actually leave and go or just walk around just to burn off that, what I call kind of burning off the energy. And it's just like I learned early on because after my first, my very first expo I ever did, and it was a one day expo and I was very conscious about Maintaining, holding my energy and all this great stuff. And by the time I got done with the expo, I was completely, I was very busy. I was very excited. And of course, being very new to everything, I was like, wasn't taking a break. And I think the only thing I had to eat or drink that day was like a Coke and, uh, M&M peanut, uh, M&Ms, right? Peanut M&Ms. And, uh, so which was kind of crap anyways. And, um, But I didn't take a break, and I at the end of the day, I had a migraine. I don't get migraines, and I had a migraine so bad. I was literally the last reading. I had my head almost on the table, rubbing my temples, Going, and then I was like, and your grandma says that. (laughs) I I think back on it, and I kind of laugh, but I'm like, that wasn't even funny because when I left, I didn't know whether I wanted to go out in the parking lot and get sick. Or if I needed to go to the doctor because I was almost seeing double and I had a three-hour drive back to my home. And what, I, what it took was is, you know, I, I stopped and, and had something to eat. And it took me, I want to say, about a, uh, an hour and a half before I actually started to feel normal again. And I was like, Wow, did I get white but I really learned. So now every time at an Expo, I'll actually in my uh I usually have like a little sign up deal uh as far as times and such and uh for readings and I'll put in there as far as like a if I wanna take a twenty minute break, whatever, and of course that allows you to use the facilities, but, sure, um, right. I kind of like checking out other vendors too. You yeah. Know? yeah you, like, when you're there, yeah. You want to meet people. Well, yeah, and Who doesn't sure. like a, you know, a crystal chakra something, you know, it's like, but I like checking, you know, there's so, so many cool vendors that come to those things. I never, you never get a chance. If you're a vendor, you typically don't get the opportunity to check everybody else out or just say hi to old friends or make new friends and it's like if you're always busy, so <clears throat> I just like to shake off the energy a little bit, make a few laps if you will, and, or, or sometimes I'll leave the expo hall and, you know, grab something to eat or, just do something. And, yeah, yeah, you, uh,
0: you, you kind of have to. So we only cool. have, we only have a few moments left in the show. We have two calls on the line. I can go a few moments uh, over a little bit, but uh, we'll make these the last two calls. Okay. I do have to just uh, do a little business here, so hang on one second. You bet. all right now we are all legal and now uh, we will take these last two calls before we say goodbye to dean for the night uh so we will we'll get through these quickly good evening you're on next with your i'm sorry you're on with dean mcmurray the military medium do we have your name and your question
2: yes good evening i'm just wondering if you could give me some information a reading a short reading because i know the time is limited
3: yeah what can i ask your name Flo. Flo. yeah okay so, Flo, one of the first things that I pick up for you is um, you do have a few stepping forward. One of the interesting things, I do have an older gentleman that I would understand that passed, I want to say, in his late 70s, early 80s from cancer. One of the things that I keep on smelling smoke around him, so I'm understanding that he was a smoker. Um, and also stepping forward, what I understand is on the mother's side of the family. Um, I do get a, uh, a female that does step forward, and I, I keep on getting having heaviness flow in her lung area. So um feels like she would have battled on and off with pneumonia and such, but it feels like she actually passed from heart issues. But one of the biggest things, Flo, is that um, going forward for you is really talking about the number three is very significant because I keep on seeing it show up several times for you. Um, so. Uh, It feels like the third year. That's what I keep on hearing. Now, I don't know what what the significance is for the third year, but it's almost like the anniversary of. So the thing is, is, you know, whether you're in remembrance of somebody's passing or something like that, but the thing is, is understand is as you go forward, um, it feels more like you're just needing that support or, um just knowing that you're really not alone as you go forward. Do you understand that? Yes, I do. Okay, beautiful. Thanks, Flo, for calling. Thank you for the
2: call. Yes, you were very interesting. Very Thank interesting you. program tonight. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much.
0: And uh, we will take our last call of the evening. Good evening. You are the last call on Spooky South Coast with Dean McMurray. Can we have your name and your question?
2: Sure. It's Daniel. Uh, Dean, I was just curious. I am uh, in my current relationship. Is it something that's going to grow or is it something
3: that uh, I should move on from? All right. So your current relationship. Um, so one of the things I would share, you know, for Daniel and anybody else is, you know, obviously what side of the grass is always going to be greener for individuals is, is, you know, obviously – the ones that we water. But the thing is, is understand that sometimes we understand that sometimes things are just toxic and we understand that it's not healthy for us any longer. And that's almost kind of what it's feeling like is where, um, in the sense where you can feel the toxicity in a sense and where you have been for a long time. And what I'm understanding is we're really putting off the inevitable. Um, could it change? Um, could it could it? Yes, it could. However, the thing is, I'm not feeling, uh, I'll just use the word, that spark or that zing of, of what you would think of a, a really deep connection. So whether you guys have lost it and longing to reconnect, but um, I'm not feeling that reconnection currently. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah, it does. All right. Thanks, All
0: right. Daniel. Thank you for the call. Thank you. And, uh, that about does it for tonight's show. Uh, thank you again to our guest, Dean McMurray, the military medium. You can check out his website, deanmcMurray.com. Dean, where can people come out and see you, uh, in the coming weeks?
3: Uh, well, I'm going to be in Bismarck, North Dakota coming up here, uh, the 23rd, 24th, and 25th of August. Uh, some changes. I actually was going to be in Michigan, but think some, uh, things changed up there. Um, and then we're going to do a joint, uh, actually a Facebook Live. It's going to be something a little bit new. We're going to do a Facebook Live investigation uh, with a local paranormal team out there. And then I'll also be doing a cleansing of a home. And then, of course, I'll be doing a gallery on the 24th and then uh, some personal readings um, in there. And then uh, there's all kinds of different stuff that's popping up. So... Just jump over to my website DeanMcMurray.com or the and check me out or Facebook at Psychic Medium, Dean McMurray, the Military Medium, and uh, where I usually post all the up to date stuff.
0: Excellent, excellent. Uh, and, and hopefully we look forward to uh, meeting up with you if you're ever out in our neck of the woods sometime or absolutely. if we cross paths.
3: All right. Yes, absolutely.
0: Thank you so much for joining us, Dean. Take care. We'll talk to you again soon.
3: Beautiful. Thanks guys for having me on. It was a pleasure.
0: That is, uh, again, Dean McMurray, the military medium. Thank you to everyone who called in tonight. And, uh, of course, we'll be back next Saturday night when our guest will be Steve Ubaney. We'll be talking about who murdered Elvis Presley. You think that Elvis just, you know, died of a heart attack on the toilet? Well, Steve Ubane is going to tell us who actually murdered the King of Rock and Roll. We'll be talking about that just a few days after the anniversary of the King of Rock and Roll's passing. So tune in next Saturday night at 10 o'clock. Remember, you can check out all of our past episodes on the archives of SpookySouthCoast.com, on our podcast feed, through iTunes, and wherever podcasts are found, although we are... Still having some podcast issues, but we are working on getting those resolved. We swear it is not us. We are putting the podcast up there. It's just our podcast server is having some issues with them. So we'll find a way to get them up there separately. I I, I think I have a way of something we can do to at least uh, stem the tide a little bit for folks. But you can always check out the YouTube videos on our YouTube page through SpookySouthCoast.com as well. So until next week, for Matt, for Matt, for Stephanie, I'm Tim. We want you all to stay spooktacular.